Welcome to She Explains, our satire segment. As we deconstruct, share, and disembody all these strange and wonderful news that perpetuate bias and remind women every day of how inferior we are. Not really, because I don't know any weak woman, do you? But since we know better, and we have a platform, and we have social media, we can fight back. We can tell our own version of the story in the smartest way possible. So listen up and enjoy. Oh, one more thing. No, boy, no boyfriends or husbands or any man was injured in the making of this episode. Welcome to She Explains, our satire segment. Since it's Women's Month, Here's some riveting gender news from around the world. First up, we have, Hey Alexa, are you sexist? The New York Times did a piece on Alexa. Hey Alexa, add milk to the grocery list. Hey Alexa, switch up the lights. So is it a coincidence that Alexa has a female voice? Alexa is sold with a default female-sounding voice and a female-sounding name. I mean, she could have been my cousin, who knows? Alexa is subservient and eager to please. But if you verbally harass Alexa, as the journalist Lee Fesler discovered in 2017, Alexa will act ignorant or politely deflect. While Amazon and its competitors in the digital assistant market may deny it, the design and marketing have led to AI being undeniably feminine. So this perpetuates the bias that it's easier to give a woman orders than it is to tell a man what to do. So what does it mean for humans that we take for granted these disembodied voices that we boss around at home are females? How does the presence of these feminized voice assistants affect the dynamics between real-life men and women who use them? The work that these devices are intended to do like making appointments, watching the oven timer, updating your shopping list, all of these kinds of areas are gendered, says Yolanda Stringers, an associate professor of digital technology and society in Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Stringers is a co-author of The Smart Wife, Why Siri, Alexa and other smart home devices need a feminist reboot. Dr. Stringers and her co-author, Jenny Kennedy, explore the ways in which gendering technology influences the user's relationship with these items. Because Alexa and assistants like Apple's Siri, Microsoft's Cortana, and Google Home are perceived as female, users order them around without guilt or apology. So it's acceptable to sling abuse and sexualize comments their way. However, when users become frustrated with the device's error, they interpret glitches as inferior capability or female ditziness. Owners of the devices are also not threatened by them, so they are less inclined to question just how much data they are collecting and what it might be used for. Hmm, sneaky. Meanwhile, South Korea has elected a new president. Yoon Si-kyo celebrated his victory this week. 
Yoon has also blamed the country's low birth rate on feminism. Really? Maybe, maybe the guys are just not that attractive. Who knows? He has also called for the abolishment of the Gender Equality Ministry. What? He says that the focus on women's rights is no longer necessary. You see what he did there? He mansplained. Instead, he wants to punish false accusations of sexual violence. So I'm guessing this will encourage more women of abuse to come forward? Hmm, so progressive. So, Kim Ha-yoon, a 34-year-old woman, felt bitter about the result. She says, When I saw the election of a candidate who pledges misogyny, I knew we still have a long way to go. South Korea suffers from poisonous gender politics. Many young men regard women's advancements as a threat to their financial security. With the bleak job market and rising living costs and having to serve mandatory military service in addition, surveys have shown that young men believe that it is they who are victims of gender discrimination, fueling a gender divide that has been exploited by politicians. South Korea's new president insists that South Korea has no gender, structural gender discrimination, describing it as a personal matter. Tell that to the 80% of women who have been victims of spy cam and digital sex crimes, when 98% of perpetrators are actually men. South Korea's plague of spy cams. So this targets mostly women where these tiny cameras are hidden in public restrooms, hotels, and changing rooms. The images they record are uploaded to websites where men pay to access them. Seoul-based Eugene Do, who was also a victim of the spy cam, when a police officer rang her doorbell late one night, she found out that she was being filmed through her apartment window by a man on the rooftop of a nearby building. She decided to take ownership of the story and made the documentary called Open Shutters. You see what she did there? She speaks out and takes ownership of this narrative that she wants to tell and is no longer a victim of this horrific crime. And this has inspired other women to actively protest. And some cover these spy holes with tape and whatever to block out this camera. Eugene Doe says that because of this lack of gender equality, women are not safe. You know who else is not safe? Companies who post about gender equality and brag about their support of International Women's Day, but still pay women less than men. Have you met the gender pay gap bot? The gender pay gap bot, which retweets feel-good International Women's Day messages from organizations, but then retweets the company's tweet while sharing data about the company's records on pay parity. The the Twitter bot uses data on pay gap that British companies are required to disclose by a regulation that was in effect from 2017. When the budget airline Ryanair sent out its International Women's Day tweet of a movie poster with photos of women employees under the words, the flight squad, the pay gap bot shot out a straightforward cutting quote tweet 
In this organization, women's median hourly pay is 68.6% lower than men's. Francesca Lawson, who runs the Twitter account along with her partner, Ali Fenson, executed this amazing idea having worked in marketing. And every time senior managers are like, we need to talk about how we're doing really well on this equality measure. And we need to talk about how we're actually promoting loads of women. But in reality, (coughs) none of this was actually true. So yeah, the pay gap app bot is what happens when the frustration women have when they get paid a lot of lip service, you know, like empty promises, like some of your ex-boyfriends who promised to marry you, but then he just couldn't follow through. So this bot is like your dad or your best friend reminding you of the real situation. The gender pay bot is able to prove whether companies are actually living up to their ideals and whether they're just paying lip service and covering up for the more systematic problems that aren't being addressed. Uncovering more injustice, we head over to Cologne, Germany, where an investigation has revealed more than 300 victims of child abuse by Germany's most powerful Roman Catholic diocese. An attorney from Munich conducted the investigation. He spoke of having examined files with reference to documents detailing evidence of abuse committed by priests and the attempted cover-ups of those crimes. His team spent five months going through thousands of files dating back to the 1940s and conducted interviews with victims. There were 243 reports of abuse to minors. The victims in 55% of cases were children under the age of 14, and half of these cases dealt with sexual violence. One victim was a girl who complained of homesickness at a holiday camp. Another girl was supposedly being treated for anger therapy. This priest forced his victims to engage in a number of sexual acts, including intercourse. The 70-year-old priest faced an original indictment of 118 cases of abuse. The youngest victim, a a nine-year-old girl. Over the course of the trial, more victims came forward, which led to the charges being increased. So what is really shocking is that people within the church knew about the abuse. And then, wait for it, they turned a blind eye. For decades, apparently, no one dared to report such cases. Also, I heard that the Catholic Church is actually paying for this perpetrator's legal fees. So where do you think the money comes from? Taxpayers? Hmm. And the Catholic officials are also asking reporters for silence on child abuse reports, which detail the decades of abuse that has been swept under the rug so that they can pretend that the church is still a safe place for kids so that they can keep abusing more kids? Well, if this isn't an abuse of power, then I don't know what is. And to close, we scoot over to Hollywood, where self-made queen Kim Kardashian has dropped her best advice yes for women in business. She said in an interview with Variety magazine that... Nobody wants to work these days. 
and you need to get off your f that f bleep 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 ass and work. Wait a minute. So here I am, wondering, with all my other expat working mom friends, how to process this advice, like, I mean, without any family, without any nannies or cooks or assistants. Wait a minute. Maybe I should open an OnlyFans page? But then I'd have to actually lie on my ass. Hmm. Oh, never mind.